Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. We have an awesome episode in store for you talking about the art of employing humans. <laughs> and now that I think about it, that title's not very inclusive to like aliens or well, you know, robots. I mean, or... You've got to draw the line somewhere. I guess that's true. We work with enough technology anyway, so we've got to hire the humans to run it. But nonetheless, we have a surprise for you guys. Uh, this is our second day, take 400 and something. I'm trying to get this to actually work. Uh, in our favor, but we have Mike Perillo and Jackie. I didn't ask her last name before we recorded, so now I sound kind of like a schmuck. But Mike and Jackie, Uncle Mike and Aunt Jackie are here to give us some story time. Uh, Mike's been on the podcast before uh, telling us his story, venturing into POD, so they are here in studio to tell us um, about some point of interests and the art of hiring humans. So let's just welcome them to the show now. Mike, Jackie, thank you guys so much for making time for a second day <laughs> no to, uh, to be here. <laughs> no problem. We're happy uh, to be here. Oh, so Travis is here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course Travis also is here. Travis is you, here. As usual, that's not a big surprise. We're always here. Yeah, we actually tried to do this whole thing yesterday. I had a bunch of mic problems. And, we tried. and not the human mic. Wait. The no, robot it, it mic. The human no, mic, too. No, we had a lot of problems with mic. <laughs> and, and then we also had microphone issues. That's why we decided to talk about the art of employing humans, because we had so many mic problems yesterday <laughs> that we needed to pivot our, our, our topic for the whole thing. Hey, pivot. 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 Here we go. Pivot. Pivot. So, yeah, we're going to start out with the point of interest uh, this week, and we're going to cue the sound intro because it seems like that's a big hit. I don't know which one you're going to put in post, but we'll find out for this week's point of interest. This is the point of interest. Please listen with your ear holes. Prepare for launch. So we're going to talk about the importance of insurance, and Mike has some. Uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> in, uh, in 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 uh, in theme with the month of October, as we're recording this, a horror story or two. Why you need insurance around this Halloween time of year? So, Mike, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about the importance of insurance and how you found that out the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first thing, insurance can be really boring, but there's a few things that you'll definitely want to know about it. And I can tell you a few stories, at least two. Um, so imagine you've got a facility up and running, lots of printing equipment. You've got employees coming in and out. You know, you're, you're you know, it's a nice day in June. And, uh, <laughs> In California, it's a beautiful day, and all of a sudden, water is coming in your back door, and you can't understand what's happening. Uh, so, uh, you know, and true, you're not by the ocean. Yeah, we're not by the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> and we're actually on the top of a hill, uh, theoretically, but in the at the bottom of the hill of the complex. Uh, so, what ended up happening is um, we had uh, there was some construction going on next door, and somebody hit a fire hydrant in wow. our complex. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, I, I mean, you, you guys probably ever, all, everybody's always seen a fire hydrant like broken off tons of water. Well, sure. 
the drainage systems aren't really set up for that. So what happens is water goes into the drain and then it comes back out and then it goes wherever it needs to go. Mm. So unfortunately for us, it was into our suite. Oh. And uh, my mom, bless her heart, was the only person working at the time. Mm. Uh, I was nearby, but needless to say, she was a little startled <laughs> um, that there was water coming through the back door in June. Uh, she did a great job, though. Uh, we had like a bunch of like misprint T-shirts, and she was like grabbing boxes and <laughs> of them and like throwing them under the door to try to stop it. And it flooded about half the shop, and wow. it took out things we had on the floor. Um, it, you know, safety tip: if you're in a place where this possibly could happen, don't put power strips and network switches on the floor <laughs> or UPSs like we had because when they get water in them, they don't work anymore. So. It flooded about half our shop, and um, if anybody's had any experience with water damage, what happens is is if you have sheetrock and stuff, you have to make sure that you dry that out. And you're shut down, essentially, because they have to bring in these giant fans that oh, are supposed to right. dry everything out. They have to, You have to pull everything away from the wall to drill holes in the wall to try to help vent so that you can dry it quicker. Wow. And they bring in tons of dehumidifiers and everything. Long story short... If that is your production facility, you're probably not going to be able to work. Now, now I guess the million-dollar question is, did you have insurance for floods? I had uh, something. So I had commercial insurance, which covered me for certain disasters, and one of them was um, water damage. But mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's something else that everybody listening should probably look into, and it's something called business interruption insurance. Ah, point of interest. Yes, Um, so business interruption insurance is, uh, essentially if you can't operate because of some sort of disaster because of this, they'll look at your gross sales and your net profit and then figure out an amount. I'm, I'm not a math wizard and they figured all this out on their own, but you'll essentially be able to get paid for the time that you can't operate, which, you know, could be really pivotal if, you know, you've got a, a strong business and you rely on those funds and you've got vendors Mm -hmm. you have to pay. So, um, it, you know, every insurance carrier is different. Some of them will automatically have something like that, and other ones you'll want to ask about that and find out um, about a, you know, they, they call it a rider. It's something that adds on. Wow. So how long were you guys down? Uh, for that for that flood, we were down for a week. Mm, gosh. Yeah. So, so. no no uh, sales, no, I mean, you can't do, obviously you can't do a production. Well, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't produce because we didn't have the space to be able to produce with all that drying equipment, and we didn't really mm-hmm. have anywhere to go or, you know, in a pretty, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty compact building. And What do you do with all your employees at that point? Jackie, what are you thinking at this point? About the second flood? No, it's still on the first We're flood. We're still on the first flood. I know, flood. but Poor that's all I can Jackie. talk about. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Aunt Jackie. Look, Lisa's and nephews are right. I'm getting triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What were your thoughts during the first flood? Um, I... I panicked. It was my first... Well, obviously, first flood. I was just <laughs> trying to shop at Ross when Mike calls me and says that I need to go to the shop right now. He After hours. He doesn't even explain. He just says, I need you at work right now. I'm like, okay, boss. <laughs> so I get dropped off and I'm running through the front of the complex with my chanclas on. And I go inside and he's sandals just like... Sandals for those white people. Yeah, oh, sa- <laughs> sorry, sandals. And, and let's, say, let's point out that you had to run through an ocean because the entire parking lot was It was pretty much was an ocean. Wow. So I walk in, well, I ran inside, panicked. And he's like, call these insurances. And I'm like, okay, let me figure that out and call. 
And he just didn't tell me, like, what to do. And I'm just like, yeah. all right, just tell me where to go. And I'll call whoever you need me to call, even though I don't like talking to people. But let me just do this one time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it sucked not having wow. to work, like, for a whole week. Well, I was concerned about the pending orders we had yeah, laying out there, yeah. right, like, yeah, at that yeah. second. But I don't remember if we, what did we do? We, we paid the employees out for because that's part of it. So that's part of the consideration of the you know the gross sales and stuff. So if people can't come to work, you pay them out for you. Know, Sorry, for I can't remember. Long you guys down. Did you have the the business interruption insurance? I did. During I got I got I, I got lucky. But I didn't know. You know, a lot of times when you sign up for insurance, they don't ask. Like you don't know what yeah. questions to sure. ask, and they don't a, ask you questions. That's a writer. You need to make sure yeah. you ask about. Yeah, business interruption insurance is um, it's a huge deal. It's very helpful. Uh, there are certain things it doesn't cover, though, like mm-hmm. uh, like we're, the time that we're in, COVID, mm-hmm. you know, business interruption insurance, and didn't cover COVID shutdowns. Okay. So, but most, and, you know, if you're working with a good agent or a good insurance company, they should be able to give you very specific examples. Um, mm-hmm. You know, us being from California, earthquakes aren't actually covered under that. It's right. a huge extra cost and rider for, to be able to be covered under that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, and I would assume if you were in a floodplain, you wouldn't be able to be covered for flood insurance. Prob- yeah, probably not. It was not. a huge, you know, expense or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So, so keeping on the story of insurance, is there is there any other types of insurance or riders that you need to have? That like what like let's let's say somebody is out there and they're actually talking about building a facility and they're you know um, and they're just thinking about well I need I need insurance. What kind of insurance? Uh, you know, what do they need? I mean, I'm not an insurance agent. You know, I. I've learned everything probably the worst way, like backwards, <laughs> and then found out I got lucky. Um, I would highly recommend that you have, you know, you have uh, you have commercial insurance that covers the building, business interruption insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, if you make a product, which everybody listening probably does, you may want product liability insurance, right. and that covers you. You know, if uh, you know, we were joking around <laughs> yesterday, but if you sell a coffee mug and your customer somehow smashes it against their forehead, they may. Right try to sue you <laughs> so <laughs> you know product liability insurance uh joking aside it's like if that customer dropped you know uh, a coffee mug and they stepped on it with bare feet or something they, yeah, they sure. could cause you know great injury to themselves and they might you know they could come after you for any number of things mm-hmm. why was your coffee mug not strong enough to withstand to fall right you know why did you not put a warning label on it that it, you know okay. if i did something it might shatter and then you know so product could get liability hurt. insurance yeah what else anything else not that i can think of but again i'm not an insurance agent oh, so come I, on uncle mike <laughs> am i missing something you sound like you know something that i don't no, know no no i'm just i'm just uh trying to get as much information you know much, yeah much points of interest that I can. What I would recommend is asking a lot of questions to your insurance agent and coming up with any scenario. You're going to know your location. So maybe, you know, like you said, if you're in, if I'm in a floodplain, Mm -hmm. if I'm in tornado country, if I'm in hurricane country, what's covered, what's not. Yeah. What's covered, what's not. What do I need to think about? And if they aren't giving the right answers or you don't feel like you're getting good answers down the street, go, yeah, walk down the street, go to another carrier, find another agent. Um, I like to read reviews on agents, or I get uh, personal referrals, and that's a, a lot of times when I've needed insurance, any uh, any sort of insurance, mm-hmm. um, I've gotten a referral from somebody, so I have a rapport with that person. Yeah. Um, I guess other insurance. I mean, you know, if you have a fleet or trucks, you're going to need automotive insurance. Uh-huh. Um, sure. it, let's see what else. 
I mean, if you have to rent a truck for your business for some reason, you might want to make sure that, you know, if you have an employee driving it, they are covered to drive it. Maybe you, you know, you yeah. check with your insurance carrier. Uh, as far yeah. as that, there's a big difference actually between business and personal um, car insurance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another type of insurance that you'd probably want to look into if you have any sort of fleet or anything like that. Okay. Uh, something did actually come out. I just thought of something. We were um, talking about if you have, um, if you're physically shipping your product with your own trucks or you're delivering it, um, they have, there's a rider, I forget the exact name of it, but it's something like goods in transit. Mm. So that, you know, say you have a hundred thousand dollars in inventory moving throughout the country in your trucks, like Amazon, for example, probably has, I'm sure they have this insurance. Mm -hmm. So that if something happened to one of those trucks, those packages would be covered because they've already left your facility mm-hmm. you know and they're on the way to a customer and that's a different type of rider insurance to have them still covered at that point or yeah or they're on the way to the fedex or the post office yeah. or whatever and yeah you, yeah you have a, a, a guy that's that's licensed and insured to, to drive that vehicle yeah. to the usps but those goods aren't insured because they've left your facility. Yes, so you correct. need to make sure that yeah. you have coverage on those goods that are in transit. Like and, and that covers moving too. You know, if you mm-hmm. move a business or you sell equipment and maybe you're responsible for moving it, um, you have to make sure that somewhere along the line that's covered. Yeah. You know, like we don't have a fleet, but if we sell a, comp- uh, a piece of equipment and we offer to transport it, you know, I'm calling everybody that you know i'm calling the rental truck company i'm you know if i'm moving if i'm using a certain moving company like who covers this like what is covered and there's also uh there also can be limits right like if you're shipping a fifty thousand dollar piece of equipment and they're only covering ten thousand dollars of personal property on that you're at a forty thousand dollar difference right so you need to make sure that you have enough coverage or drive slow or drive slow yeah drive really (laughs) slow so it's a minimal amount of damage but yeah, to kind of bring this back around full circle, insurance is a whole thing that is very complex, and I don't yeah. recommend you try to attack this on your own, that you ask as many questions as you can. Or take our advice. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, yeah, make, cool. sure your, make sure your limits are where they need to be and that you have enough coverage for everything that they're asking for. So. Cool. Awesome. Well, there you have it. This week's point of interest, I feel like it could be... It's own episode at some yeah, point. It could be, but uh, I feel we like probably was, we probably don't want to have Uncle Mike on for that one. We probably want to have like no, an actual insurance yeah. agent. Yeah. <laughs> but I have so many cool yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> he's got so many cool horror stories, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure we might hear more of, uh, omitting yeah. names when we get to our main event topic. Hey, hey, hey! It's time for the main event. The art of employing humans. Now, Mike, you have. A, a a good sized business and facility. How many employees do you currently have? Cur- your currently, we're down a little bit because of COVID. Sure. We've had as many as fifteen U.S. based employees. Wow! And with seasonal help, that's increased to as much as what we've had twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah, twenty seven wow. total at one point. Okay, so there there's a lots to to manage with 27 individual yeah. mm-hmm. human beings with their own idiosyncrasies and stuff. So let's start, you know, at, at the very beginning in the hiring process. Uh, how, what's your hiring process? What's that look like? How did it come to be? Kind of talk about what you look for, you know, just in general when, when looking for someone to, yeah, and, and, to work with you. And then Jackie, how, I mean, are, I'm, I'm assuming you're involved in these in this hiring process too because we're talking about not only hiring management, we're also talking about hiring production. So there's probably a difference in that, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys could speak to some of that, that would be awesome. Yeah, go ahead. So 
for me, hiring skilled labor is kind of, I mean, it depends, you know, in California, it's really expensive to hire employees. So a lot of times what we do is we look for the, you know, the diamond in the rough and it may not be exactly obvious. So we, you know, we'll put the job description together first to figure out, you know, what are we looking for? What do we need? What kind of person are we looking for? What kind of experience? And then we'll, we'll take that, you know, and post it on the job post and, one thing, One that, thing I like that I like to do is read between the lines on resumes. resumes. So, you know, if I'm, I'm looking, looking for, for, let's say, a, a product manager, you, we may not necessarily find a product manager, but you might find somebody that has like some sort of related experience, or maybe even unrelated experience. You know, like are they are they a creative person? You know, this is a POD podcast. So, are they a creative person that? Like, like thrives, thrives on Pinterest. On Pinterest. Like, like it, it may, may not, not even be something a resume. resume. It could be it something completely outside of it for which you could possibly train them up, which is could be a whole other topic in itself, but it allows you to mold that person. So I'd say the first thing we look for is somebody that's moldable, you know, and if you can't find somebody with experience, it's like read between the lines on the resume, you know, if they put down what their interests are and it's like making craft projects on the weekends with their kids, you know, they might have a pretty, you know, they might have a pretty creative eye. Okay. And then... You know, then it's, um, you know, you get a bunch of resumes, read between the lines, pick the ones you want. And we like to do a phone screen before an in-person interview. Sure. So we do a 30-minute phone screen just to, you know, really it's just a feeler, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, what kind of personality they have? Because you can only glean so much on on paper. Sure. You know, know, are they they extroverted? Are they introverted? Do they kind of match what you're looking for? Will they fit employee culture? Mm -hmm. You know, are, you know... there's a lot of different things you can yeah. look for. I know some of the things you guys ask for is, I mean, when you're talking about production, you might ask, do you have any, uh, ex, you know, hobbies or experience of, um, with tinkering or something, you know, or, or do you like, you know, taking apart printers and putting them back together again or, or trying to get some of that information on the phone so you can kind of, you know, see what, what type of person that or what again how you could mold that person into something that will help your company and Jackie's got a couple of wins on this she can probably talk about what we um I for sure got more wins than Michael here (laughs) (laughs) I question his hiring (laughs) and that's good right like I mean you want a checks and balances kind of thing yeah so if I to be clear can you guys just establish your (laughs) your actual relationship and roles in your company yeah I I feel like we might have blurred that with the aunt and uncle thing yeah (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yes. So I am the owner of the company, and Jackie started uh, five years ago with me, um, making boxes, and worked her way all the way up to the top to a- operations manager. She's basically my number two. Mm-hmm. So she's seen everything, and, and they are not together. So yes, yes. The aunt uncle thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Was no, it yes. was a joke. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we maintain a very professional relationship, and um, we. You know, we work together. Uh, we have um, similar qualities and different qualities, which works well because she mm-hmm. she checks me on a lot of stuff or she checks me on decisions. And sometimes, you know, I might be super adamant about things, but she knows, for example, that I'm very data-driven. So if you show me something about a person that doesn't make sense or doesn't add up and then back it up with kind of details, I'm, I'm going to listen instead of just blowing through it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So, Jackie, tell where us some of your wins. Yeah, where are these wins? Come Talk on. about your W. Okay. First of all, please capitalize and check all emails before you send something. <laughs> your resumes need to be perfect. Do not miss a phone number because I will be criticizing every single little thing. 
<laughs> that says a lot about a person. They misspelled Mike, the word shirt. Yes, yeah. or <laughs> wear, or a lowercase i. Things like that, wow. I automatically say no. Because if you're printing something, you need the product to be perfect. Mm. And so if, attention to detail. Yes, yes, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. And Mike is usually like, oh, this one's a maybe. And I'm just like, no. Um, <laughs> we had we just hired someone recently and um, during COVID. And I loved him from the start. It's not someone like you would think that would be very perfect in a way um i was confident once i saw him once he we interviewed him and everything just the way that he carried himself the way that he was like asking questions and mm-hmm. honestly he worked at the same job for 10 years so he had two jobs over 20 years that's wow. 10 each wow. if someone's resume shows a lot of um workplaces that they've been i question that because you shouldn't be jumping around a bunch of jobs yeah. like that's a red flag to me, mm-hmm. but not to Mike. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, that's good. And I'm like, no, it's not. not. Not always. It just depends on what the experience was or what the, you know, in interviewing, you can ask, like, what happened, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I do that. I ask, yeah. you know, how did you go from here to here? Yeah. Tell me about what happened there. Yeah, he asked all the questions I don't want to ask. I just want to <laughs> listen and figure out what's wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> but Jackie, the employee that she's talking about did. Yeah. She, I, I didn't agree with that. Yeah, hire. She did. He did. Sorry. I, I did not. Yeah. He did not agree. And I was like, no, I, we're going to get him. And, and he turned out to be awesome. Yeah. Wow. He is so, MVP. You know, like maybe a strong lesson there is, you, you know, even as the owner of the company, you're not always right. You know, mm-hmm. I've been hiring and doing interviewing for forever. I did it even before I had my own company. And, you know, like you, it, it doesn't hurt to have somebody double check you. you know? Sure. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, talking about we were talking about hiring and um, you know what you're looking for in a particular or you know a specific you know production or management position or whatever. But what about like you know family and friends? Like you already mentioned, you have your mom working for you. Um, so talk <laughs> a little bit about how that's worked and and maybe the challenges that you've had to work through and then other friends that may or may not have worked for you in the past? Yeah. Um, family, friends are, can be an interesting, um, they can be an interesting endeavor. Uh, one is they can be completely loyal and they can actually be great employees because they support you. They love you. Mm-hmm. They, they want the best for your business, but you're talking about your mom. Listen, <laughs> yeah, my mom, actually shout out Jackie, has, shout out to my mom. She's been MVP every Christmas. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Jackie has brought in a lot of family members and friends too. So, um, you know, we kind of, we kind of work within our network a lot of times, you know, yeah. a referral or a family member. Um, you know, there's there's upsides and downs, like I said. You, somebody can be very loyal. Um, downsides of friends, family is, like, they can start to feel entitled. And mm-hmm. they may, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, they may try to take over, you know, or try to take over. And maybe they start bossing around, you know, employees that are lateral to them or even senior to them because they think that they have, um, what am I trying to say, like an edge I guess because oh, I'm friends with the boss, so I can do whatever I want. Like, no, you can't. Sit down. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's never happened in our company. Are you sure? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I could do name drops if you want. No, let's not drop any names. (laughs) That'd be a lot of post edit work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So essentially, you know, it can be a good thing, but there are you have to be aware of the things that can kind of come with it. Is they can it can be a love hate relationship, and if it. It starts out great, but maybe it's mm-hmm. not going well, or you yeah. decide you have to end it. It can be a little bit messy, so I like like 
friends and family, and you were even talking about like like relationships, you know, like dating relationships in the uh, in the workplace. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Dating relationships in the workplace can be very difficult, and that can mean anything from, you know, you're currently dating somebody and you think that they are a good fit for a position in your company. Well, you can move them into it, but if something happens to that relationship, then that working relationship can be strained. Um, you know, it's if you're all the way to, um, you know, if you're married, it's probably like pretty safe but you know if you're dating it's not always a good thing or you know it's even even more messy if you think you're going to date an employee that you you know you hire and is already working there and then you're you know something happens it's it's probably best to maintain the most professional relationship that you can yeah and you know if it is something that you want to pursue or the other person wants to pursue I highly recommend like taking a look at it and saying okay maybe I shouldn't work here anymore if we're going to make this transition or maybe you shouldn't work here mm-hmm. anymore if we're going to actually take this step because there's nothing worse than a messy breakup whether it's you know somebody that worked there or even, i mean even outside of the office if that person wasn't working there breakups are always messy yeah yeah, yeah and they can bring a lot of personality <coughs> quirks and things that you wouldn't normally expect so mm-hmm. you know it's it's you know it's a, it's a slippery slope okay yeah. Well, let's uh, let's change gears a little bit um, from hiring and and talk about. So we've got these awesome employees that Jackie hired because you didn't, Mike. You, <laughs> Thank you. It, it was it, it was definitely Jackie, and so we've got them now. I mean, hold on, hold on. I mean, I hired Jackie. Yeah, uh, fair, fair, and enough. she's awesome. Well, wow, so. did okay. you really? Well, our uh, my former ops manager. Exactly. And I, so you did not. But Jackie, wow. Jackie actually had an interesting interview because she came in. Um, Oh, I came in with my brother. Yeah, we had a dual interview because I, oh, wow. I was it your who? No, you applied to the. No, you my asked. my brother applied. Okay, yeah. and um, he asked if we needed extra people, and he's like, "My sister is looking for work too," and we were kind of under the gun to try to hire for seasonal. Yeah, and I told my current ops manager at the time, "Let's just have them both come in at the same exact time." Sure, sure. And so we yeah. did we did the interview like that, and you know we we liked both of them. We ended up hiring both of them for Christmas and. We ended up keeping Jackie on. Her brother ended up going elsewhere mm-hmm. um, after Christmas, uh, not by choice, but you know okay. we wanted to keep him too. But it's just kind of the way that things happen. Sure. sure. Well, seasonal help is just that. It's seasonal. Yeah. But it, obviously, with Jack and Jackie's case, it turned into something long term, and yeah. and that's that actually is a perfect segue to employee retention. You know, like how how do you what. You know what's what's your company culture like, and like, or does that? I guess a better question is: Does your company culture help with retention, or does it harm retention? And you know, and how can you balance that as as a boss? And then maybe we can speak to a little bit of conflict resolution when the re, when the retention is not so <laughs> <Yeah>. hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. We I, we've been terrible at retention. We've been mm-hmm. terrible at company culture. Um, you know, we've had great times where business was fantastic and everybody was having a good time and, you know, we got all the work done and everybody had, like, goals and, you know, everything was planned. And then, you know, financial problems come up or, you know, sales drop and, you know, maybe, um, you know, things aren't as so happy and bubbly. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, you know, we had – we realized once we crossed, like, 10 employees that there needed to be some sort of culture – uh, we also decided that we needed to understand our employees better that we already had because we were having certain like conflicts, um, you know, communication issues were becoming a big deal. 
And so we looked into um, personality uh, uh, personality tests, yeah. just yeah. you know, to figure it out. And one that we settled on, um, I use a, I listen to a management podcast a lot, and they um, they always push DISC, sure. um, which yeah. is a really simple personality profile. It's got basically four personality traits, mm-hmm. and it can tell you a lot about a person. And it can tell you how how they think, how they act, how they communicate, and what you can do is you know you can find cohesive personality traits between a manager and an employee and make sure that they mix. And when we started doing that and we started doing these personality tests, we realized some of this conflict was coming because person A was conflicting with person B, but they had to work closely together. So we kind of had to look at a way to maybe like bridge the gap or even put somebody in between the two Mm -hmm. so that they didn't have to communicate as directly with each other because it, what they were explaining is they didn't really understand each other. That's mm-hmm. what was happening. It's like I like I had a I wasn't communicating with our graphic artist very well because I'm a very dominant influencer type and he's very uh slow and steady and meticulous and like our personalities didn't clash so we realized that we needed to put somebody in between mm-hmm. me and him, a manager that um it didn't have my personality trait, but it also didn't have his. Yeah. It had a third kind of mix, sure. mm-hmm. and it it worked. He was able to be okay. basically be the liaison between me and this employee. Yeah. Um, so kind of wrapping that into uh, uh, how that helps with retention. Employees want to feel you know like employees that are invested want to feel like their their thoughts matter. You know mm-hmm. that we're listening to them. That we have open ears, open doors. Uh, you know that we are willing to consider you know their thoughts and you know, on the matter and you know, their recommendations. Um, another thing that we started looking at is, you know, we're a small company and we were, we had a lot of turnover because people were going to other jobs. You know, Amazon was hiring in our area. So they, you know, they, they, or Starbucks too. I mean, they, Starbucks was promising benefits like right away. So we're like, okay, maybe we need to look into health insurance, right? Mm-hmm. We had some people that were over 25, couldn't be on their parents' health insurance anymore. So we looked into a health insurance thing where we could help cover. And we actually, I think, we walked around and we're like, you know, what kind of, if, if we got health insurance, are you, you know, what's your immediate need? Do you need, do you want dental? Do you need vision? Do you need health? What do you need? And so a lot of the answers we got at that point were dental. We're like, okay, so what we should do, let's max out what we can on dental. Let's pay a hundred percent of that and let's get everybody dental insurance that needs it. Mm-hmm. And we kind of rolled vision into that. We paid a hundred percent of vision at that point mm-hmm. and we got health insurance too. Uh, we paid a subsidy and then the employee paid uh, the other part of it. Yeah. What was cool though is we got. Um, I I don't know the specifics, but we had the ability for the employee to pay their portion pre-tax. So oh, okay, that okay. was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we just uh, I guess after we did that, people stuck around for a while. We uh, we started paying holidays. Holidays used to be optional. We'd be like, if you want to work, you can work. If not, you're not going to get paid. But then we picked like I think seven seven federal holidays. We, uh, California had us add some PTO, but we did it anyway. So if you came to work for us, you know, from 2017 or 18 on, you know, you're, you know, 40 hour week job, you're going to have medical, dental, vision, uh, you're going to have a little bit of PTO, you're going to get seven paid holidays. And we actually had a retirement program, but most people didn't really get into that. It was just probably the the way it was set up. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, we tried to make people matter and, you know, we made sure we were listening to them and it got us a, it got us a good way. And we, I mean, it was a huge learning experience, you know, like understanding, wow, people don't think like me, you know? Yeah. Well, I I love that you guys went to, uh, 
went to everybody and like said, what are your immediate needs? We're, we're, this is something that's happening. Yeah. We're going to do insurance. We're just trying to gauge where you're at because that, that increased buy-in for them. Yeah. All of a sudden, they you, you didn't just say your input matters. You actually showed it with yeah. your checkbook. Yeah. So to speak. Well, not only with checkbook. I think another thing that's important is having one-on-one with your employees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, setting a specific time, a specific day where they feel that they can just go up to you. And if they want to talk anything personal, they can for 15 minutes. And then the rest of the 15 minutes can uh-huh. be about work. Um, one thing that I would do, once we figure out their personal traits, I would see if they were more open, if they wanted to talk in my office. Mm-hmm. Or if they wanted to just go around the block, just yeah. talk. Mm. It feels more open. It feels yeah. more comfortable, and they open up more. Less formal. Yeah. yeah so then sure. they're like, okay, like they're actually trying to like. Um, they feel like we. I mean, I I cared. I think I cared a little bit too much at one point, and then I like learned to separate business mm-hmm. and personal. Sure. Yeah. But I was always like, like here. Um, I'm here for you guys to a certain extent, and. I felt like that improved a lot of um, employees that we had because they felt like, okay, like, awesome. I want to go to work because they actually care. Yeah. I yeah. do my job. They don't, like, they're not micromanaging me and all of that. And I can, you know, be open and say, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. Just give me, you know, a couple of with, minutes. Yeah, without her asking. Yeah, like, with, yeah, they would just tell me everything. And I'm just like, okay, like, how can I help? And, like, you know, just little things like that. Surprise them with something like a little gift card once in a while like something fun you know like you don't want to go to work and be like man i dread it i don't want to go here i don't sure. like, i don't want to be here with these people because i don't talk to anyone like that's sure. not something where i mean personally i wouldn't want to yeah. go to and there was a there's definitely a male female dynamic too like the you know female employees aren't going to really tell me what's going on but they sure. they opened up to her sure yeah. so it worked out having you know open door between the two of us they could go to whoever they felt comfortable with that's cool but yeah the one-on-one idea and walking around the block was her idea and I, that was a great idea it worked really well it you got you know it got us one step closer to understanding them just a little bit more and also helping us help them you know because like, sure. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can happen in this world of a person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, you, because of certain things, you can't just go like, hey, what's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you want to, but you have to be like, yeah, you, you can try to, you know. Or you can be a mic and if they see you crying, they just walk faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do not want to deal with yeah, that. <laughs> I don't deal with crying employees very well. And I mean, you know, I'm human. You know, it's just yeah. kind of something. I mean, I had, there was a period of like 10 days where I had like five employees crying, not because of work-related <laughs> stuff. This was all other all stuff. All personal. Yeah. All personal. Wow. And it was like stuff that happened in their personal life and they'd come to me, you know, crying and maybe they would tell me what was going on or maybe they'd say, hey, I've got something going on. I need to go home. And, you know, me, it, it, like, I talk a lot, but when somebody comes to me and is like crying, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go home, please. Thank you. <laughs> One time, Mike actually found me crying under a desk in an empty office because I didn't know where to hide. And he just walks in. He's like, you want me to call someone? <laughs> and I'm just like, call my mom. Because she was working with us. So she comes yeah. and like, he's just like, okay, I'm leaving now. And I'm just yeah. like, this was awkward. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you can have people in your company that, you know, take, can take care of things like that. But small companies, mm-hmm. it's like you become the... You know, you're everything. You're yeah, a parent. You're, you're a therapist. You're the counselor. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're the yeah, yeah. Well, you even said you even said Mike earlier before when we were talking before just about how you know sometimes you walk in and someone's you know you can tell hey there's something off about them and you're not you're not sure if they're like filing for divorce or if their sports team lost last night yeah. you know and you can't necessarily tell and it's 
and and you you don't know if it's necessarily your place to to address and the, that. And the worst thing that you can do is try to force that issue to exactly. try to find out what's going on. I mean, that's going to make them clam up even more. Yeah, most of the time, you know, maybe. Show a little it bit of interest. Who it is? Yeah, drop them a line and see if they take it. If they don't take mm-hmm. it, just you know, move on yeah. and just you know, file that away in the back of your brain. You know, hey, Brenda's having this problem. You know, I'm going to try mm-hmm. to not ride her as hard for a little bit just to see if she works out whatever is going on. You know, sure, right? Yeah. Sure. All right, everybody, we're going to press pause on this episode right here. There is so much content, so much rich information. I know, Josiah. We want Aww. to make sure <laughs> we want to make sure uh, that you uh, can ingest all this and digest all this information uh, well because it's very rich. There's lots to comb over, lots to go through. Um, so we're yeah. going to press pause here. In the meantime, you can go back and listen to episode one, take notes on the stuff that you uh, missed. Um, and next week we'll be back with part two of this episode and the remainder of the interview. Um, this was by far the longest interview we've done, but it's also the most content rich interview that we've done. So we just want to make sure that you guys have a chance to kind of process it correctly. If that makes sure. sense. Yeah, no, that's good, man. It was good stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So if you have questions on what you heard, uh, as always, um, info at printondemandcast.com. We can get those questions to Mike and get you guys answers right on iTunes and subscribe. And with that being said, we're going to put a bow on part one and we'll see you next week for part two right here on the Print On Demand Cast. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand Cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.